Hello, friends. Once again, welcome to Tales from the Secret Cabin, season two. Yay. Season of Advent. Advent. So glad to be here. <laughs> this is great. Let's, uh, yeah, introduce who's in the room, who's here, but just generally, again, just how how are you doing? How's life? It's good to see you. KJ's face right now. <laughs> All right, go first, KJ. I'll go first. Hi, I'm KJ, and um, I'm doing great. Um, I found out today that there are Christmas carols and Advent carols, and there's a separation between the two. Please explain. Christmas carols are, are, are songs that are sung to proclaim that God is here. Advent carols are carols that are sung from a heart desire for him to come. It's a it's it's like a fueled by desire song. Love it. And I've just been so inspired by that. That's so good. Are you going to sing us an Advent carol today? Nope. Okay. You, All right. You need to sing a jingle of <laughs> a jingle. <laughs> it's a mixture of Man. Advent carol. <laughs> the potency of the idea of an Advent carol, and you said a jingle. I'm tracking with you, Mark. I'm tracking. I thought KJ needs to start singing. Wow. All right. Sorry, I really didn't mean to cheapen this. That beautiful idea. I know this is so grand. You didn't cheapen it at all. What are you talking about? You added joy to it. Absolutely. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Whatever you call it. Okay, well, I'm Mariana and I'm here back to the cabin. Um I am coming from having preached this weekend. And I feel like I'm vulnerable <laughs> in a good way because I shared I shared my stories and on the previous podcast too. And it's this this thing that I've been exploring these past uh, this season too is this this world of vulnerability and the courage to open yourself up and the value of it and the things that come from it so that's kind of a little bit of where i'm at right now and i know we've all had different opportunities to say this already but it was uh, just an outstanding experience this past weekend like what you shared and not only just what you shared but how you shared it so i don't know just thank you again for putting your heart Mm -hmm. out there great stuff Mm, thank you very much i'm jenny and i would say because of your message this weekend, like it, I've been like pushed into this place of like in the present and very much trying to practice that and be aware of that and be intentional. So that's where I'm at right now, being present in this moment and not in the what is to come or what was, you know, but it's this right here. So that's good. So Jenny, real quick. Yeah. Last time we got together, yeah, we were we were hours away from your birthday. We didn't even bring it up. Oh yeah. So catch us up on just your birthday, your birthday experience. Yeah, I turned forty. Woohoo! Yeah. Congratulations, you made it. <laughs> yeah. So I have my I have my before forty carols and now my after. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what those songs are. Are you gonna sing us an after forty carols? Jingles. Um, <laughs> No, no, it's, it's funny. I had a lot of questions. Uh, I think people very much, and I'm sure everybody experiences turning 40 differently, but a lot of questions on like, how are you feeling about that? You know, mm-hmm. and 
you even asked me that, Phil, and it was I, I <laughs> felt like ill prepared to answer that question because I felt nothing about it. Really, I was just like, well, I get to go on a trip and I'm really <laughs> excited about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel no different. Um, but I actually I guess I'm proud to be 40 because I feel like a lot of like my peers and stuff are turned 40 over the past like few you know three years and stuff and I don't know it's like it's fun to kind of be in that in that group so mm -hmm. yeah is there something culturally I don't know or just about like our group of friends who is like who is pretty proactive about this journey of becoming mm -hmm. um that I think they typically hit 40 and are like, yeah, yeah, I became this and I'm the yeah. best I've ever been. And I'm excited for the things ahead, you know, compared to like, I don't know, like people in the past that I've heard like turning 40, you know, hey, you're over the hill or yeah. you hit this point of like you know, negative. That, that is who, yeah. who you are. And and I think there's this this journey of becoming that. I've been excited for the people I'm close to because it seems that the older they are, they just become, they're fantastic. And it's yeah. like, oh, you're 40. You belong here. Yes. I, there do you is, know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. It's like, Jenny, you belong here. I'm yeah. so proud of who you are. And mm. like, it's like that type of thing for me. I feel too like it. you come to this place of um, you're not seen as the little kid anymore you're not seen as the young one that doesn't know thing you know like i don't know yeah there's something there's something there's a threshold you cross mentally maybe where you know, we joke that there's some older people on staff that still view us as the young ones. And we're like, we're not the young ones anymore. <laughs> like, believe me, you know, but you, I don't know. There's, there's a, I don't want to say respect, like they're not respected, but when you're younger like that, you're not taken as seriously. Sometimes you feel that way, or maybe your voice isn't heard as much. And so, yeah, I don't know. So there's something, there's something in it. I like it. I don't dislike it. Is there something um, I I hear you and I felt the same thing. And I think there was like the internal I have to prove things to people. And yeah, then now I you don't 40, care. It's like, man, I, I don't have to prove anything <laughs> to anybody. I'm, I, I, so, so I, I tell little this, people yeah. what to do. I don't <laughs> Yeah, there there is a sense. I remember my sister saying that when uh, when she turned 40, she said, you know, like <laughs> there comes a place where you just don't care, you know, and, and it's like you do care. But I think I think your self-worth yeah. isn't as involved in some of the decisions you make or how you feel in the moments. Does yep. that make sense? Absolutely. It's the healthy not caring. Yes. The healthy not yeah. caring about what others are saying. Right. There's the, yeah, you still want to be compassionate. Unhealthy... Right. Exactly. You don't want to write a note on someone's car. No. <laughs> there's the unhealthy Learn not caring, drive, but there's Jimmy. the healthy. Tell me. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's yeah. Good. Yeah, that's really good. And even in asking the question, I mean, I'm not 
you know, presuming some sort no. of answer, but are you yeah. ready for your breakdown? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I, I like that KJ. I think there's, I don't know, maybe, maybe there are some, some generational differences in mm. turning 40 that yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've eclipsed that number a long time ago. So it's uh it's an interesting thing to, to see people experience it, but it's definitely, it's, it's just different. It's different than the, the, the stereotypes that you would think of it. Um, I had somebody the other day ask me if I was 40 yet. I was like, oh, man, you're amazing. But I couldn't tell if that was good or bad. Does that mean that I'm <laughs> I'm not projecting what a 40-year-old should be doing or however <laughs> that plays out? But uh, anyways, congratulations. Thank nice, you. Nice job. Thank but, you. So, yeah, so here's here's kind of where I'm at. And I, I don't even know, not necessarily trying to throw a curveball into today or not. Sure. But I, I came in today thinking, okay, man, we could do this on autopilot. At least for me, like this feels mm-hmm. like a, like it could be an autopilot kind of thing. Like, okay, I'm going to set up the thing. We're going to be in the cabin. We're going to have the Advent conversation, whatever. And everything within me doesn't want to do that. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily where to take it from here. But I'm I'm throwing that out there to say, how do we go about this conversation today in a new way, in a different way? Mm. And that's on my heart. That's where I'm at. Um, part of it is just you know, I had a great you know uh, last couple of weeks as well. But um, there's kind of a um, finishing up of some things I mentioned coaching last time like that wrapped up for me and different things so there's kind of this weird perspective I'm having on life now it's like it's all new it's all fresh it's all let's keep so that, I'm throwing that out there to say you know excited to talk about Advent and the Advent season and different things but where could we go what, what's on your heart where could we take this set I think we should ask you questions to mix things. <laughs> I li- I was literally thinking this. Anyways, same thanks for joining thing. us today. Like, Tales from the Secret Cabin. Until next time. <laughs> there's a great there's a great way we could go a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Here comes the curveball. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> it's also called a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Have you introduced the topic yet? Can we no, go there? Go for it. It's all okay. you. Well, so today we're we're going to approach the topic of joy. So I honestly do want to ask you, Phil, when we speak of joy, what comes to your mind? Just let's be extra off script today. <laughs> That's well, a yeah, good but, question. But it's kind of like, funny. It's doing the exact thing that yeah, Phil said Phil, I don't have a desire to do at all. And, and no. And the th- no, that that's exactly what's happening right now. He said, okay. I don't know if I really want to do the Advent thing. No, he said he doesn't want to go on the autopilot, I'm, I'm, which for him is asking questions. Now I'm, right. I'm challenging Captain, him to. Captain, how if do you, you feel about joy? How, what, is, what is a day? A day rather this than... This is the opposite of joy for Phil. Like, no, 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 no. no but see, this I, is good. I, I, Chaos is happening. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I have a theory here I ha- right. uh, where we could go. So... Rather than, you know, unpacking like the theology of joy or, you know, because we could go in lots of different directions there and everything or the spiritual joy. I would love to like know from you, what does a day of joy look like? Not just a culture of joy, a, you know. And I, I'm, I'll, I'll throw some things out there, but the premise here is that we're all going to answer that question. <laughs> Yes. This is not about me. But I think the, I mean, there's a couple things that come to mind. Um, There's a, there's a, how do I describe this? Um, A a day in which is unplanned and flows from one thing to the next that feels inspired or um, 
led, even if it's just the next step. Um, so I've been throughout this conversation, like maybe that's part of what I'm pushing. It's like rather than the logical way to get to whatever we want to talk to, it's just just taking the first step and seeing where that goes. And so it goes back into things we've talked about before, following the birds and, and different yeah. things, whatever. But if there was a day of that, um, there is a, a undercurrent of joy. And that's probably the best part of it for me is as I think of the concept of joy, it's it's an undercurrent of an experience or of a contentment or of a state of being rather than a momentary, I was joyful in that moment, I was joyful in that moment. And if I had a bunch of joyful moments, it'd be a joyful day. Mm. It's more of, no, I mean, I, I, I can think of things that are really, really difficult, but it was very joy-filled throughout it as an undercurrent. Um, and it had most, most of those things would be the, the unplanned, unforced types of things and just kind of flowing um with you know the people that i would do that with uh whether that's my wife or family or uh, i can think of even the last couple weeks you know some moments with uh specifically my family that was was a very joyful experience um but it's probably centered around that being with them and then having that unforced rhythm and just letting things happen that's nice yeah i think that's good man i I do not associate joy and happiness. I think that the thing that you just said is, is, is like, it's like spot on. I was, you know, trying to think of how to answer that. And it's, uh, there's that, that very like Sunday school answer of finding joy in all things. And it isn't like finding happiness in all things. Mm -hmm. It's, I think like, it's those times I don't forget. Um, that's mm -hmm. the thing I would come down to if I am grounded and I don't forget um, who I am, the places I've been, the places I'm going, who God is and who I am. And, and the first thing I thought about is uh, it, it, it's so hard to explain but it's like very special to me. It's the scent of of soil or like the dirt. Mm -hmm. And it has a different scent during the spring, during mm -hmm. the summer, during the fall. Like, mm -hmm. And if I don't forget to smell the soil during a day, I'm going to experience joy. Um, but those days that I plow through it and I just put my boot on the ground and step on it, it's going to be a tough day. Um, but there's something about, I don't know, like the scent of the soil and, ah, oh, man. And there's this, like, the thing about joy also is like, so it's a fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that is the attribute of. Of someone who's experiencing God inside of them, it's mm -hmm. like the proof. It's the special sauce, and I just there's a whole bunch in that that just has to go beyond. Hey, I'm having a good day. I'm happy, or right. I'm experiencing something that's joyful, or like it's the proof of the presence of God. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about um, the element of strength in connection to joy. 
And, you know, obviously there's the verse, the joy of the Lord is our strength, but I was particularly actually thinking of the word comfort and how typically we associate comfort to bringing peace or, you know, but if somebody's sad, you comfort them. And that word comfort is um, to, to bring strength to that person. And if joy is strength and somebody's sad and you comfort them. And I was just thinking about this idea of strength and joy and and resilience and you know the ability to experience joy and in that the the resilient aspect of bouncing back you know i i don't have any answers but all these concepts have been mm. rolling in my mind too as far as you know thinking beyond the stereotypical places we go with joy that's good i, I was thinking so i'm man um I'm doing the upcoming sermon and I'm doing it on joy and I am coming into a sermon, but I f feel like I just got done doing a sermon because I, I was so invested in the sermon on peace mm -hmm. and I took so much joy in you and, and it's like, I'm tired. I don't know if I can do a sermon because I just got done doing one. You experienced it. Because the, that's friendship. Because the thing you did is you shared your heart. You shared your story. And that's exhausting and vulnerable and joyous and transparent. And, and I feel like probably... All those people who are attached to you felt a part of that story. I mean, the parents that you had, they had been a part of, I mean, like yeah. they signed on into our, our <laughs> they were chat on our room chat. And, and they were there supporting you and they felt something and they took joy in, joy in you and there was pride and there was the, the the solidarity and th th there's something deep about joy mm -hmm. um, that comfort, you know, like kind of like is, you know, a part of it. But to experience this depth of joy, there's solidarity mm. in it. There's, I don't know. So I'm trying to say yeah. is like, I feel it i'm tired because i just got done doing this no i didn't that was you <laughs> do, do you know what i mean but there's something holy about that mm. i think i personally have had a long chaotic journey with joy um from abusing it to manufacture it um, and use it for my own benefit and in a unhealthy way to then learning how to, or what I am learning is to really experience joy. You have to have no expectations of it hmm. and no expectations of when I go into a day or a season or an event or anything, when I drop those expectations is when I really do experience joy because I am experiencing the authenticity 
of the moment and of the people and, Mm. and of that. And it's funny that you talk about this last weekend with uh, Mariana's message, because uh, I was sitting there with a friend during it and he looked at me and he goes, don't you feel like a proud parent watching this happen? And I was (laughs) all, yes, that's like how you like take joy in others so quickly. But then when you talk about the solidarity, like when do we take joy in ourselves and what does that look like on a healthy level? And, you know, Mm. What does that look like? On I don't level? know. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> That's a great question. You haven't done it yet I don't at think all, I've ever? done it. I don't know. You might have done it about I 10 minutes ago. Probably. You talked about being 40. and Yeah. I mean, I think you were enjoying yeah. yourself in that regard. Yeah. But I, I think it's it's much easier for us to take joy Absolutely. in others or, or uh, circumstances, you know, things like that. But what does it look like to take joy in ourselves as God does, mm-hmm. you know. I, I mean, I mean, just like spitballing. Mm-hmm. It, it is, so is the fabric of joy for somebody else. I mean, like yeah. that that thing that you just said. How do I take joy as God takes joy in me? Right. Well, He's Damn. taking joy in you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, so it, so is joy. F- is it for others? It, yeah, it, it's a a shared. Can someone have a have joy by themselves? I don't mm. know. Like I'm just tossing it out. Right. Or is this a blanket that has to have two pe- people under it? I don't know. Right. And that's that's what I was processing here. That both of you brought up stories about it, something that it, it was so selfless. It wasn't something for you or to you or about you. It was all about other people and me. Thank you. (laughs) I feel loved. I feel loved. But that's so interesting how that experience of joy was nothing done to you and for you. And I'm just reflecting on that. And and, and then like thinking about like this whole, I, I think like the journey of joy and the church and like the bigger church and the advent season like like something i was thinking about is is it's very often talked about that i I should experience joy because god is like he's done something for me or and or so i don't know like but something i've been really thinking about is can i have joy in God instead of like, he has to have joy in me. And so then I'm happy or because he delights in me, I experience joy, but the, the actual, the pursuit of God, the mm-hmm. desire for God is joy. Mm-hmm. It's like, just as I experienced the sermon that you gave, I I was invested. It's uh, the conversation that happened here on the podcast. It was mm-hmm. born on the stage. Like that's how it felt. Could I have that same experience as far as like in God's doing that? I see what God's doing and yeah. I take joy in him. Yeah. I see what God's doing and I, I celebrate that I'm inspired and it doesn't have anything to do as far as who I am at all. 
Yeah. It isn't about me. It's all about him. And th- there's something I think that that happened and it happened very slowly. It's like the church has been about how do I get healed? How do I get f- fixed? How mm-hmm. do I pick apart the psychology of who I am? And, and God's happy about that or something. But from the beginning, the church has all been about catching a glimpse of God Hmm. and finding God. And it's all about God. Like the goal is God. Yeah. And somehow the goal became about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. is where the joy fails. <laughs> right. And, and then it becomes fabricated. Yeah. And it's like, how do I experience joy? How, uh-huh. I, how do I create from it? That posture, yeah. I don't know how you experience joy. Right. But it's this like, man, the there's like a handful of people that, that are on this intoxicating journey mm. of catching a glimpse of what God's doing <laughs> or do you know what I mean? That's it's, just like, wow. It's the anticipatory joy is like what that is. They have this, you anticipate the excitement to come. Hi, Advent. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, let me ask this because I, I don't know if this is what you're saying or not. Um, but I feel like there is a little bit of a both and there still. Like there's an internal. There has to be. Well, I, I understand. Know. I'm I understand. Go but, top, but, yeah. but no, I mean, like, <laughs> like there's, and this is part of the, the maybe the question of ultimately even what I'm asking. There's this internal joy that isn't contingent on anything external that I think has to do a lot with myself, and it's 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 this. It's not separate from God, but there's got to be this dynamic where I'm not just finding joy in him outside of myself, but actually who he's made me to be this delighting of myself because he delights in me experience that I think is part of it. That, so I, that's where I, I wonder the healthiest version of joy for me isn't just the I'm enjoying what happened this week or I'm enjoying my kids or I'm enjoying this thing outside, but that there's actually a contentment of of myself. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying who God has made me to be. I'm okay with this. And, and, and God delights in me and and I delight in that as well. I don't know, mm-hmm. just to throw that out there. Yeah. As a, there as a is always point. an exchange for sure. But I think I agree with both of you because I think you're, you're reminding us that there's both sides, but I think the, the fact that KJ brings up the, fa- the, the pursuit of God out of the two, that's the one we most likely forget. And so, you know, I think in, if we're talking about joy, we think, okay, how can I get it? How, how is it for me? Rather than rem- being reminded of the other side of the equation and that it's not just about me, it's about pursuing God. And I think, KJ, you inspire me so much in this, like, r- let's get back to <laughs> to the basics of, you know, the, the, the foundation of everything. And it's this pursuit and this, this passion and this hunger. And, you know, I think that has to be the genesis of everything, I believe. So I'm in a cantankerous mood. I I just think like if I go outside and I saw like a two headed pterodactyl, (laughs) I would be like, that that that'd be it for me. I that's it. I'm done. I'm the happiest guy ever. I 
Your version of joy and mine are very different. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I saw a two-headed pterodactyl that no one else has seen. And this just gave me incredible purpose and story and wow. Right? And that two-headed pterodactyl does not have a clue who I am. It, it passed by. It was just soaring and it was cawing. Like, I, that's how I see it in my head. It's like, ah, ah. And yeah. it's going in. <laughs> wow. And I, I think that would be a p- picture I would have in forever. Mm-hmm. However, the, there's this like thing that, that, that I don't understand. I'm, so I also want to get kind of angsty. Phil, it's okay. Advent. Ooh, let's do it. It's Advent. Okay, so, so people in the old testament like the hebrew people they are in slave hurry for 400 years in egypt and they hold their faith very close to them faith that they didn't even have they talked about the god of abraham who came so far but but god showed up to him and so I'm going to hold on to that wow. for 400 years. Yeah. In the church today, people will have an incredible God encounter, mm-hmm. huge testimony. And then the following day, something bad happens and they'll say, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. Mm. Yep. That's 24 hours, <laughs> 400 <laughs> years of holding on to someone's faith. Yeah. And, and there's, there's just something about, there's something about the pursuit of God compared to the pursuit of self. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if someone just saw God pass by for a half of a second, mm-hmm. that could inspire mm-hmm. 400 years yeah. of f- faith. Yeah. But we derail. And, and I think that's what <laughs> I'm really hungry for. Mm. And that's so much better than a two-headed, I don't know. A two-headed <laughs> pterodactyl, I don't know. But like, there, there's just something so there that I would say there's something unhealthy about our culture. Right. Who can experience God and experience that and huge things. And then it's just so ho-hum that the tiniest things say, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anymore because I'm having a hard time. Breach it. That's yeah. really true. 400 in slavery. I just love that. And our echoes don't work and we lose it. <laughs> I don't know. Please explain. <laughs> the Alexa. She never listens. That's right. <laughs> Alexa never listens. I have a whole bunch of those kind of all over the house, right? Yeah. But I got, got them, so I actually have to practice Talking, uh, <laughs> because so if you don't say it perfect, it, and it's so frustrating. Of all people to hate Alexa, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that's oh, a thing, but man. I do it so I practice my that's syllables great. and I practice pronunciation and wow. just so you know, it's kind of fun. Mm, it's good. I think I'm going back to Marana. You raised the verse that you know the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that's a really interesting parallel between or concept between joy and strength and so i'm thinking through the the story you just threw out there in 400 years and where do you find the strength to to remain faithful right and 
mm-hmm. generation after generation after generation. And the movement from somebody who experienced something to somebody who tells a story, who tells a story, who tells a story, who tells a story. And again, I, I would make a case that that type of strength is an external at that point. It's, it is an internal joy that is, is marrying. Even your pterodactyl story is as much about you as it is about God and why that would be inspiring and why that would blow your mind and why, because that's part of how he's made you. Other people would look at that and they would run away in fear or they wouldn't be inspired by it. But there's something about you that you're enjoying about yourself in how God has made you that would make that the most life-changing experience ever. And, And that's where it's like, oh, there's this dance that's happening between who we are and, and the pursuit of joy, the, the hunting of joy, if you want to use that. But where does it stop in the efforts of work all the time and become this, I don't need to see the pterodactyl again. I don't need to experience the burning bush again. I don't, it, I'm now mm. content with just the promise. Mm. Just maybe, and again, but it's not external. It's not just God in my head. It's literally this embodiment of joy of who God is within mm. me and part of me. And that's the, I'm not there, but I mean, that's, that's a little bit of the joy journey for me um, is, is wanting to, and I, I guess I'm using the strength language, contentment language, that internal joy journey. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So something you just decided that I think is very important is the idea that you don't have to see the two-headed pterodactyl Uh again. Mm -hmm. It's seen it the single time. That's enough. Mm. It's I don't have to capture it. I don't have to shoot it down. I don't have to dissect it. I don't have to explain how it got there. Um, I don't... I I mean, like, how... I mean, like, it is so often that our experiences of God are like, well, how how do I own that? How right. do I put it in a yeah. cage and kill it? How do I let other it? people and experience it? How do I clone it? Yeah. And how do I... And it's yeah. just like, man, like, the ability to see it and point at it and say, thank you, goodbye. And, like, mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're... Because... Mm-hmm. This just hit me as you were talking. We've, you know, we used the the church calendar. We've used Advent before as saying we've. This is to help us remember things we forget. So, what's the dance or the balance between going through traditions and rhythms and practices that remind us of things that we're forgetting, but we're not trying to put it in a cage? Maybe that goes back to my whole walk in here. Oh, I just want to go through the motions again. Yeah. It's like I don't want to put this in a cage. I don't want to domesticate joy and this is when we talk about joy and this is when we light the candle of joy and we say the prayer of joy and we move on like how do we use the same traditions but use it in a way that in, that inspires and changes and transforms i i think like it's it's the showing up and um our past podcast during our topic of joy had been talking about santa claus and i thought that was awesome and that brought me a ton of joy because i'm all about santa however it was great i highly recommend you go back and yes, listen to stetson and talked about saint nicholas <laughs> see and all of a sudden exactly, we're filled exactly. having some joy however today there's like this coming back to it it's not coming back to it at all it's going forward it's turning 40 it's this journey of becoming and so santa didn't even come up but he just did but it's talking about two-headed terror that dactyl and 
capturing and dissecting and God and sermons and Mariana and peace and pride and solidarity. And that doesn't sound a whole bunch kind of like Santa Claus, but it's inspired by him. And so I think like that's the value of tradition is it, it brings up the opportunity to come back, but it's a trampoline to jump on, to go higher and further than you did before, because Mm -hmm. to go back and to sit in the same postures, Mm -hmm. it's kind of only to say that she turned 40 and you're over the hill and good for you. um, (laughs) But our goal is, is this journey of becoming. And I'm so proud of the thing that the church has become over two centuries Hmm. that's great yeah i think i i can't shake the idea of strength yet because it's i'm still unpacking this in my own head here but more and more you know if i when i think of of joy i think more of like working out at the gym more than blowing up balloons. I feel like bl- blowing up balloons. Can't wait to see where you go with this. Because <laughs> it, it feels like you get a little, a, a needle can pop oh, that balloon. I gotcha. The yeah. working out, you're building up this this strength, this resilience. And so I just feel like in the course of my life, you know, when I'm looking back and you're talking about tradition, when I'm looking back and seeing the journey and the journey of becoming and how I used to experience joy was such a more fragile thing. And it was the thing that over the course of 400 years, it would not have survived. But the developing that muscle of the developing that kind of strength, that joy strength, that is not depending on the circumstances, right? It's what we always talk about, but I, I don't know. It just seems Everything that is coming out of my mouth seems the the stereotypical type of joy, but it's just making more sense in my heart. Just the fact that, you know, maybe I go through long seasons where I really don't have any reason to be overly, you know, joyful. But there's that the muscle strength that has been built and the resilience and the and the looking back, like what KJ is saying, you know, maybe. Maybe I haven't seen God in 400 years, but it's still okay. And so that's, I think, how it circles back in my head with this concept of strength and this joy strength. That's great. All right. Well, I think we're there. Are you going to bring up this pterodactyl in your sermon? No, I'm not bringing up a pterodactyl, but... Two-headed. Thank you. Two-headed. Man, that'd be really cool. Uh, But like there, there is this heart and and people talk about like the heart of the church or the heart of the sons and the daughters of God. And I just think it's, it's, it's been so inverse from the thing it should be and has been. And I, I think the prayer that I have uh, is that the goal, the goal shifts and the goal is God. Um, there's this poem uh, that I found it's, it's, it's huge. And, but it begins by saying, my heart sits on the arm of God, like a tethered falcon suddenly unhooded. 
and like what is that hmm. um and this is composed by somebody in the 14th century um that his heart sits on the arm of god like a tethered falcon suddenly unhooded and the poem will go on and talks about how he has sharp talons and that he can see things and his he is fixed on the, the scent of god and it's just like what would it be like to have this desire for this desire for god as if that's the only thing that had any value at all. Mm. And then all of our pains and our hurt backs and hips mm -hmm. and the fact that I can't see that great anymore and I can't hear because I shot a gun super loud by my ear. And I mean, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I'm this hobbling cripple who sees the two-headed pterodactyl <laughs> and starts sobbing because God's amazing. Um, <laughs> How mm. do we get there? Mm. Because I think that's the place that the Advent carols come from. Mm. Um, and I'm just dying to experience that. I love what you said, that that what we value. I think that's a very key word there. What yeah. what do I value? What am I pursuing? Not that that shifts everything. But like, don't you think it's so easy to say, well, God should be priority. Well, God's first or things like that. And, and But it actually isn't God. It's a priority list of of the things of God, like the church or, you know what I mean? Instead of like, there is this, if God actually is out there and I can actually experience him beyond the skin that I have, the skin suit that holds like a tenth of him. I don't know. Or not even tenth. Come on. Let's be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Technically, as far as our theology, it's 100%. I, I get it. So all you people at home, I know. Don't email <laughs> me. Um, but like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, what are we doing? And the songs that are being sung and... I don't know. I just, I, I think, I think it's the idea that brings joy to me that I believe that God is out there and I don't think I'm going to ever catch a glimpse of him, but it's the hunt and the pursuit of him that is so fun. And it's the conversations and the podcasts and the sermons of the, 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 those, do you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. And sure, like the catching of a glimpse. I get it. I've seen the things that God's done. Yes, I get it. But if the goal is God and like, if I could actually see him, and I think I actually could. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I can just go on and on. No, and circle it's, and and spiral it's, and <laughs> it's the heart of pursuit that, that you have and that is super inspiring. We we get it. <laughs> we get it, but it's time to go. No! People at KJ, please. <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> All right. 
Until next time, take care, everybody.